0: Welcome to the podcast. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> There's Nicole. Hey, guess what, Nicole? I'm bringing you another friend today, an, a friend of mine who will soon, I'm sure, be a friend of yours. So everybody, are you excited? Can you wait? i mean, like, oh, we got to have that like, you know, clapping background. background.
1: Yes, applause, applause. <laughs> anyway,
0: Joy Ware Miller is on the phone with us today. I'm so excited for you to get to meet her. Joy Tell us a snapshot of who you are, because your bio, by the way, is r- rocking.
2: I just have to say. <laughs> well, if I had a clap track, I'd be like clap, 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 clap.
1: <laughs> oh, hey, hi, Joy,
2: um, Angie, Nicole. It's so good to be here and and just do life together and uh, touch base and see what God's doing. And I am I appreciate being able to be a part of uh, your life, Angie. We've we've done a couple things together now. And it's been just really an awesome experience. And now our neighbors, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm glad to be able to join you both this morning. Well, we've got our coffee (laughs) whenever we're recording, right? (laughs)
0: Hey, so tell people where you work and what you do for a living, because, you know, you're pretty awesome.
2: You're so funny. I keep wondering, what does this girl want? Man,
0: (laughs) Um, I don't usually set you up for anything. I just kind of say, show up. (laughs)
1: You got a laundry um, list of questions for her. What are you talking about?
2: Yeah, Right. Right. <laughs> well, I work at hope 100.7 and it's known better for the over 60 years of a- E E C. And, um, I've worked there twice. Now I did the morning drive for 10 years and then I was in San Antonio, Texas for 10 years. And now I've been back probably about six years and I'm, came back. Unbeknownst to me, I really wasn't looking for a job, but my mom had some knee replacement surgery and I never left. So I'm still here (laughs) and thought all I love is, you know, radio and television and Christian um, programs and music. And I know the impact it has on lives. So I just called up the general manager, Tracy. I said, Hey, you have anything that you need help with or that I could you know, do. So I came back, started as the engagement or listener um, engagement person and really wasn't on the air, but I love being on the air. Yeah. So then finally an evening program opened up. So I was on the air for a while. Now I'm back off the air and <laughs> I am the development director for both stations, Hope 100.7 and Light 93.7 The Light. And then I have a program coming up so I can still be back on the air <laughs> and it will be um, his joy in one minute. So I'm looking forward to
0: I'm looking forward you know, to that too. I, I definitely want that. I've told you this before. I want that when you do it. I want to hear it. Listen, Joy, I have a question for you because you and I are in similar positions. Why is it such a thrill to be on air? I mean, everybody thinks I... we're like rock stars, right? Because we're on the radio. That's not it. Go ahead.
2: No, no, I feel like it's an opportunity to communicate and you're communicating and you're going kind of deep into someone's kitchen maybe their bathroom, their (laughs) car, wherever that maybe you couldn't go without being on the air. So when you're on the air, it is um, not only an opportunity, it's a privilege, it is a responsibility. And I sense that responsibility, and I always have, and and I and I love, I guess, the feedback when I hear how God's been speaking into someone's life, Mm. and because it's not it's not me. You don't always know what to say or what to play or any of that, but God is. And so over the years, you know, it's just so fun to hear how God is moving in um, and through you pushing a button, something you say, you know, and just being transparent. I mean, just being real and authentic. And I think, Angie, I have to say, that's what I know everyone loves about you because you're real. You're just authentic. You're you're the same on the air, off the air. And you and you just bring the heat, girl.
0: (laughs) Bring the heat. Okay, Mm -hmm. I just learned the acronym for hot when I say I'm coming in hot, humble, open and transparent. Who said that? Somebody said that and I I grabbed it as soon as I heard it. I got a question and nice. I, you know, I got a I got a follow up to your your comment because I completely Nicole
2: Nicole you were right. She's got a lot of questions
0: no, for me. No, no,
1: it's not. She a does. Question. You just kind of got to ride the wave, girl.
0: <laughs> when you're in the mornings, when you're on in the mornings, people do wake up. Well, I had a guy come up to me one time with his wife and he goes I wake up in bed with you every morning and I went, "Okay, now stop (laughs) because I just couldn't. And his wife started laughing. She goes, that sounds horrible. I don't know
1: if it'd be worse that or like you said, in the bathroom or in the shower. Every
2: time I'm in the bathroom, I'm listening to you, right? (laughs) Oh, my word. Well, I, I think that is probably a challenge for our husbands, that much more because there would be men who would come up to Charles and say, yeah, I wake up with your wife. And like, mm, yeah. not, <laughs> not good. Or, or when I'm doing the evenings, you know, like I go to bed. <laughs> Look, like, yeah. yeah. But we, we know it's, it's, it's a, it's a funny <laughs> ha <ha-ha>. ha. We know.
1: <laughs> I am not privy to that world. It's just me and my husband.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So,
1: so So I have a question for joy. Yes. Where are you physically located? Where's the station located? Physically
2: located with the station in Xenia. Okay. So we have our licensing, you know, still in Springfield and then for the other station in Miamisburg. So it's a, it's a 50,000 reach for both stations. So I'm here in Xenia on the Legacy Campus with Athletes in Action and Legacy Christian Academy. Johnny and Friends was housed here for a while. Um. So I'm here, but then I live out in Westville. I live in Urbana, and you know I drive a lot.
1: Okay. <laughs> I must not have had enough coffee when you said we're neighbors. I'm thinking, are you in a warm state? <laughs> but you're in Ohio. I know. In Urbana. I'm, <laughs> I'm not blonde for anybody who <laughs> does not see no. me.
2: <laughs> recent, the recent snap of of snow. I I'm right there. Yes. Oh, come on,
0: spring. Like, why do we have to have all this, you know, snow Absolutely. coming back? Anyway, uh, so Joy and I just spoke at a women's conference. She was a Friday night speaker, and I was the Saturday morning speaker. And it was so cool to, to kind of step into your life and, and all that you do. And, and, I, and I encourage people to get to know you better, however that happens. Like, if you go out and speak or something, because I know you're, you do a speaking circuit Quite often, uh, I I was just it was funny because she and I both said God has got to give us something <laughs> because we were getting so much information. I I had been working on this message for two weeks. I had way too much information. I was starting in Ezekiel and I was going over here and going over here. I had so much scripture and I even put out a whole lot of scripture even that morning just to back up what I was talking about.
2: He did. He did. It was good,
0: but. You know, you talked about sometimes you don't know what's coming out of your mouth. And that's where we just completely surrender to the Lord and say, "Okay, you're doing this. So when we open up the microphone, it's the same way. That's what I told her. I said, you open up the microphone and talk. You can do this. And she did. She did a fantastic job on Friday night. You missed it.
2: How exciting. It was it was it was a tag team. It was me in the Friday evening, Angie in the morning and the Holy Spirit all the way through. Yeah. It was powerful.
0: <laughs> I just love that's one of my favorite women's conferences. I, my our friend um, Beth Ann has already said,
2: "We're rooming next year together." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <Wonderful>. "Okay." <laughs> and it was a, it was a great thing too, Angie, because I know Beth Ann, you and myself, we had our mothers there.
0: Yes, we and we
2: actually made
0: that happen. We all said, oh, our mothers are coming. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, they all go to the senior center together. They don't know each other all. They don't all know each other. Like your mom
2: stays pretty quiet. She sits at a different table. I know my mom at the uh, conference. God began to do some things in her life. And um, it's really powerful. Just the seeds that are sown. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we never know exactly all of the things that are going to spring up but i I do know that there are some great things that started there, and we're going to see some great things um, continue
0: now your mom she like I said, she's pretty quiet, but she was a minister's wife for many
2: years, right? She was a yep yeah, a minister's wife, pastor's wife um a principal, and she taught at urbana University so wow she's, she she's controlled quiet when she wants to be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I didn't see a wild side of your mom. You probably will always see a wild side of my mother, but yeah, <laughs> not
2: your mom. Uh, your your mom is wonderful. <laughs>
0: um, but I did notice during worship that your mom was singing along and, and I, that always warms my heart because I actually looked up, my mom was sitting with Jerry at a different table and during worship, mom was sitting in her chair and she was mouthing the words to the songs, which she never does. I was pretty impressed with that. And then a few minutes later, I see her moving her hands while she's mouthing the words. And I was like, oh, she's getting into it. And then I see her with her hands raised. And I was like, my mom is worshiping. And I had to look away because joy, I was going to lose it right there in the middle (laughs) of worship. (laughs) And And I didn't say anything to her, but she came out of that experience different, like you said. And, you know, I don't know how old your mom is. My mom's 86 There's still lots of life left in her.
2: Absolutely.
0: And she is, um, she's on a roll right now. She is, she is just, she's ready to go. She's getting her Bible out and she's doing all her stuff. And yeah, I'm really, really very thrilled about that.
2: Awesome. That's so cool.
0: You have questions?
1: No, I'm just, I'm just chilling. Okay.
0: So besides being on the air, what are some of your other passions? What do you love to do when it's just you and not on the air, not, not Joy Ware Miller on the air, just Joy
2: Miller? It seems like I'm always doing something, getting ready for something, helping others get ready for something. I never just sit still. I um, have two girls. And so one's getting ready to graduate from college. The other one's busy with what she's doing. And they're always like, hey, mom, dad, could you help us with what, you know, this, that, the other. So it's always like, okay, you're on, on deck to help <laughs> them and taking care of, helping take, take care of my mom, um, mm-hmm. who lives alone, in a you know, in a wheelchair. So helping to take care of her, there's always something to do there. And we had, um, just this past March, my son would have been I think 31 or 32, it's been 18 years ago that he passed away on the basketball court. Mm -hmm. So we have something called Helping Hurting Hearts Heal. And so it's a conference that, you know, parents who have either lost a child or even this upcoming year, July 15th, it's going to be for those who are just broken, who have had a loss, you know, whatever that may be, but they're just broken. And I just sense that God really wants to mend and heal and renew and restore. So I'm always focused on that, as well as, you know, just opportunities for God to move. So if it's a if it's a conference or a podcast like we're doing now, or whatever it may be, whatever that looks like, I'm always just open to what God is doing. So that keeps my hand in a lot of different things. Yeah, I'm sure.
1: It sounds like you're not just opened, but it sounds like you're ready. And there's a difference. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people I think that might be open to what God wants, but they're a little scared. It sounds like you're ready and you launch and you go when he says
2: go. Absolutely. I think that of that scripture that talks about how you turn around and you help others. When God has done something in your life, then you turn around and help others. And I can't deny the fact of what God has done. So therefore, I am constantly turning around and wanting to encourage, um, help, you know, give strength, just the enemy is such a liar and he tries to bring so many questions and doubt and fear and unbelief and cause people to like, look crazy at God. And I'm, I'm the one just trying to help people see God for who he really is, his character, mm-hmm. even in the midst of difficulties. And so I just, that's, that's who I am. Just trying to help people make it home. I think that's the goal. I don't want to have anybody left behind.
0: Yeah. It's I love, beautiful. you know, God doesn't change. He can't change his character. <laughs> he doesn't change. And so that's really good to know that even in the bad times, he is who he is. Mm-hmm. So you, you have this helping, helping hurting hearts heal, which is a lot of H's, which I love. H4.
2: Just call it H4.
0: H4. Ah. and H4. And do you find yourself, because, you know, it is your testimony, and God uses our testimony, of course, that's what it says in Revelation, is that we're going to overcome the enemy, right? And one of the things is our testimony. Do you find that God puts you in unique situations where he is using you and that story, that part of your story? You think he, he just kind of makes those divine appointments for you all the
2: time? Absolutely. and. Sometimes you're thinking, really, God? Come on. (laughs) Again, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, my word. But the fact that um, we finally embraced all of the things, the challenges, the disappointment, the heartache, and you know that God is in it, then, of course, he is going to give those opportunities um, of meeting family after family mom or dad um who need that encouragement and and we've met a lot and you would you wouldn't really think that there are so many who have gone through that experience of losing a child but it's really more than you think yeah but when you're in that in when you're in that world it it you know it's it comes alive you're like oh You know, you hear different things and you are very aware of them.
0: Sure. I mean, that's got to be probably, I can imagine, the hardest thing
2: that anybody has to go through. I think so. Just, you know, when we're, when you're growing up, you kind of think about, mm, you hate to think about your parents passing on. Right. But you, you also, when you get married, you know, you think about, you know you don't want it to ever happen of losing a spouse. You know, you have to kind of contemplate, what would I, what would I do? But you never even question. I mean, it's not even a contemplation of losing a child because they're going to outlive you. That's the what you would think that was going to happen.
0: But not one of us is guaranteed even the next moment.
2: Correct. And I think if anyone would do anything that they can do is share Jesus with others, with your children as Lord and savior. So since we don't know what will happen today, tomorrow, if we know Jesus as our Lord and savior, then we know that we are prepared to see each other on the other side. Mm. So there might be a little bit of, of a delay of seeing each other, but, that is a drop in the bucket compared to eternity. So our goal as parents, and I'm so glad I had led Christopher to the Lord, introduced him to Jesus, led him in that prayer. The Thursday he passed, the Sunday prior, we were standing in church holding hands, the, the five of us, and he was on my left side. And I said, as the pastor um, was giving the altar call. I leaned over and whispered, you know, hey, Christopher, are you, you know, do you need to go up? He's like, no, mom. He said, I'm good. <laughs> and I'm like, so that was Sunday. And then Thursday, he was good. He was in the presence of the Lord. So, um, and then the the story with Christopher is just sometimes so amazing because he would, he had told me, he said, mom, I don't want to grow up he said i don't want the responsibility of being a grown up and i'm like man you're going to be good it's going to be okay it's just <laughs> gradually you know it'll be okay he's like no i just want to stay a kid mm. okay wow and then we we had actually had a miscarriage march 10th and it would it would have been all these years i can't i have to look but march 10th was our Matthew. It was a miscarriage. So Christopher and Lauren at the time had been so excited. They're dancing around. So we had to come and tell them that, you know, that baby Matthew heart stopped because we had heard the heartbeat.
0: Mm.
2: And so we had to come home and tell them he, he was, he was not coming home. That was very devastating as well. Then five years would go by Well, actually three, and and then Miss Olivia came around. Well, Christopher loved both the girls. He says, Mom, I love Lauren and Olivia. But he said, I just want to be with my brother. Mm. Hmm. Okay, so hindsight, you're like, huh, that's crazy. Mm. Later on another time, I'll have to tell you about the vision that a friend saw about Christopher in heaven when all the transition was happening and she heard the helicopter coming in to pick him up and, and began to pray. She started seeing a vision of what was happening in heaven and what we were dealing with on earth. Powerful, crazy, crazy story. So, so then the last thing, and I know we're not, this was not all about Christopher, but I'm just saying (laughs) crazy things. He had told me this joke and it was maybe, a week or two before he's like mom there was this man and he and he was all he wanted to do was get to heaven and then as soon as he got there they were like getting on horses and coming back to earth isn't that funny and he's just like ha 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 and i'm thinking i don't get it <laughs> And so he's like, no, mom, listen. And he got in my face. He said, mom, there was this man who he went to heaven and he all he wanted to do was get to heaven. And he said, it only took a second and they were coming back. So part mm. of that vision that I said that that lady saw, she heard the message, it'll only take a second. Christopher was saying some things in her vision. She didn't know what he, his joke was, but the wording was, It'll only take a second. Mm. So that gave me pause to be like, Lord, let me do what I need to do while I'm here because it'll only take a second and we'll be reunited again and we'll be whole in eternity. So I guess that's that continues to motivate me to do my job, uh, what I've been called to do And not allow Christopher's transition or homegoing to stop me, but it propels me. Mm, Yeah.
0: You know, because some people
2: are like, you lose a child and you're like, I'm done. Lights out. I'm not going to brush my teeth. I'm not combing my hair. I'm not going out anywhere. I can't even function. I get it. I was there for a while. Mm. But in that you know, I heard God saying, will you love me more? Will you love me more past the pain? Will you love me more to trust me? Will you love me more and elevate me more than the grief that you're walking through? Mm, tough question. I, yeah, I couldn't answer that at that time when I got that question, but I knew where he was pulling me. I knew the direction that I needed to go and grow in. Um, and it's been a journey. It, it, anybody listening to this story, it's a journey. It
0: mm-hmm.
2: doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Powerful stuff. I know.
0: Cause you got Nicole speechless and that never happens. <laughs> Come on, Nicole. <laughs> she's got her tissue out. Nicole Aww, hadn't heard your story. Well, you know, we're moms and you know, it's tough. I, my kids are not living for the Lord right now and it's tough to see them and and I worry about their future, but God's got them because I, I dedicated those kids. They all got baptized when they were younger. They all made those decisions themselves, you know.
2: Amen. So, and, you know, God would not have given you your children because they're gifts. Children are gifts. So yeah. God would not have given your children to you if you were not the ones to properly steward them. Pray over them. Be that example for them because the rest is up to him. So all you can do is what you can do, but know that God placed those children in your life because he felt you were capable of being Mm -hmm. the um, steward over them.
0: But I do think that as moms, we can make them our idols. And I love love how he challenged you, and that challenges me as well. Will we love God more than? Because doesn't Jesus call us to deny our mother and father and all of that and to follow him and we have to make him our first priority. And like you said, the children are the bonus. They're the gifts. They're the things that give us joy and frustration in life, but they are a gift and, and we need to uh, keep our eyes on him because he is the only answer. Absolutely. You still there, Nicole? I am. I love how you
1: have gone through something so, Tragic, detrimental, I I can't even think of the word. I'm not a word person. I'm talkative, but I'm not a word person. Beauty from ashes, and that you're able to, in the world's terminology and world, pay it forward. But as you said earlier, how God just is sending you and you're ready to go. And I hear nothing but things of the lord coming out from you Mm -hmm. there is nothing no bitterness no and you know as i'm you know we're able to do this podcast via zoom and i see your face and i see joy on your face and that's a beautiful thing and i'm emotional because right now my sister is going through a traumatic experience with her daughter who is 19 who is diagnosed with stage 4 brain cancer and just got word this last week that the chemo is not working and everything's growing oh and with that being said not only is it hard for me to watch my niece carry nicole go through this but to see my sister and to process all the things that are going on and on this side as the aunt and as the sister, how to support and love them. I don't know what people do without hope of the Lord Mm. and how without tragedy (laughs) and traumatic things without hope of the Lord. But to hear you share your story on the other side of what the enemy would want for bad, for wrong, for evil, for whatever the word is I'm trying to say, that God has been able to use your son Christopher in such a way that you've been able to minister to and reach others and pull them out of the depths of yucky and ugly. So, Yes, I'm very emotional because I'm right there. I forgot
0: about that. I'm sorry.
1: No, there's no apology. There's not. There's so many things that people go through that they don't and aren't able to express. And people aren't willing to be. You said something about hot. People aren't willing to be transparent. And, and my sister is very transparent. And she flat out says, in some creative words, this sucks. It sucks. It makes no it sense. It absolutely
2: does. Absolutely. And, and it and it doesn't make sense. And the thing the enemy will try to push is makes us to try to make sense out of it. When we have to say, I can't make sense out of it, but I trust you, God, anyway. And I think one of the things I had to like realize, and I've even shared that earlier today, I've talked about this twice today, is that growing up as a PK kid, I was thinking, I love God, I'm your girl, and I'm gonna avoid all the difficulties because I'm a Christian. Right. And and it wasn't until and it was before Christopher, it was actually once I got married, figured out like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this thing is difficult. And what is going on? And I, I had expectations and different things and I was um, I felt entitled. I mean I, I was a hot mess, okay? And being able to realize, oh, then everything happened with Christopher. I'm like,, mm, if you're a good God, how can you let all these things happen? And I had that question for a while. And I heard the Holy Spirit so sweetly speak to me. He said, "I am a good God. And my goodness is not based upon whether good things happen or bad things happen to good people or not good people. Mm -hmm. My goodness, my goodness is I promised you I would be with you in the good times and in the difficult times that released me, that released me. I was like, oh, so so when good things happen, then we like praise God and that's it. God, God, God is good. But what happens in the difficulties? Mm. Is God not good in that?
0: Again, his character doesn't
2: change. Sure, sure he is. Yeah, he's good because we weren't in that hospital room by ourselves. We weren't hearing the message, Mr. and Mrs. Miller, we've done all we can do by ourselves. Mm. And because of the hope of the cross and the blood of Jesus Christ, oh my word, he doesn't have to do another thing. He's given me everything. Hmm. Everything I need. And we are so entitled, we feel like, well, God, you know, the the house, the car, the 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 career, all those things, then I'm successful. A successful Christian is a humble heart. Read that again. Pull that out of your pocket, Angie. What was that about humble? Humble. It's hot. The the acronym is HOT.
0: Humble, open, and transparent.
2: The heart, like David, a man after God's own heart, God is after our heart and our holiness, not our bank account, not our title, not what we do for him. It's who we become mm-hmm. because of him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, wow. and Nicole, I'm praying for your your niece and your family and that God we won, all I know is that the enemy tried to, you know, you know, keep me from praying for other people because, yeah, look at what happened to Chris or look at what happened to your dad. And you know what? I had to quiet him and say, you know what? God's word is true. And I believe past what I've experienced, what I feel, what has happened in the past. So while anybody and everybody has breath in their body, there's hope. God's word is true. You stand on his promises. You hold on to it. You grab it. You don't let go of his word. Amen. And you trust him all the way through it. And that's that's what we have to do and that's what is so cool. I'm so glad honestly that you're sharing this on this podcast so then others in the community will know how to pray for you, mm. how to pray for your family. And I'm sure somebody
0: else is going through it as well. I mean it's just unfortunate the unfortunate of what's going on in our world, right? It's just, it's Absolutely. happening. Can I read to you from Jesus Always? I just read this the other day, and it, it made me think when you were talking about you, the questions you asked God, and this really, I felt very compelled to read this the other day, so let me read it to you. This is always from God's perspective. That's how Sarah Young writes. He says, my ways are mysterious and unpredictable, but they are good. When you look at world events with so much rampant evil, it's easy to feel fearful and discouraged. You cannot comprehend why I'm allowing such a cruelty and suffering. The difficulty lies in the fact that I am infinite and you are not. Many things are simple beyond your comprehension, but do not despair. When you reach the limits of your understanding, trusting me will carry you onward. Affirm your trust in me through silent and spoken prayers. Stay in communication with me. Don't get trapped in the posture of demanding to know why. That is the wrong question to ask me. The right questions are, how do you want me to view this situation? What do you want me to do right now? You cannot change the past, so start with the present moment and seek to find my way forward. Trust me one day, one moment at a time. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will strengthen you and help you. And I knew somebody needed to hear that.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we get stuck in the why question. And very much so. And we're not, you know, if, if we even understood what God would tell us, then that brings God down to our level can't be done. Mm. <laughs> we're, we're not going to ever understand everything because we can't comprehend how God sees now the future. He's working in so many dimensions and bringing it together. We can't, we can't comprehend that. So we do have to trust him and in, I, in all of it.
0: I liked what you said earlier about the second, because I feel like time is just here on earth. Like we're in this time, you know, minutes, hours, but in heaven, it's not the case
2: mm uh, a day is as a thousand years, a thousand years as, as a day. Christopher, for 18 years, it's been like that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: Joy, thank you. Thank you for sharing where you've been, where God continues to be taking you to do it with such grace and peace and encouraging others and paying it forward, but doing it under the authority of your Heavenly Father. It's beautiful. Yeah.
0: So, is this organization mm-hmm. that you started is this open to people?
2: Yes, absolutely. And I just sense that you know God wants to do more. You know, absolutely.
1: Because
2: I think people get stuck, and they very they um don't want others sometimes to know how they're feeling. You know, and especially in a loss situation, and I uh, and. And to those who are friends of someone who has lost someone, there is never ever really the right thing to say. Just be. Be with that family. Be with them. Um, Because unless you have really walked the moccasins, you don't necessarily know what to say. And it's okay. A lot of times people will back away from families dealing with loss because they don't know what to say. That's not the right thing to do. Don't back away. Just let them know I'm here. I don't know what to say, but I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. And I'm praying for you. I mean,
0: even even Job's friends sat with him for a week, right? And then they opened their mouth and they shouldn't have. But at least they sat with him (laughs) in the midst of the ashes. And that's the the part of the lesson (laughs) that we need to take away, not the part where they opened their mouth and said stupid
2: stuff. We have to... Be like Jesus. We have to learn to love well.
0: Mm. Boy, that has, been, that has been something that I have been talking to God about, even today, talking about loving well. And I tell you what, when we learn how to love God's way, then our heart will be broken for situations like this. So it'll be, it'll be broken instead of looking at someone and going, oh my gosh, look at how they're dressed. Instead of that, we go, oh my gosh, like we have to get God's heart and that only God can do for us. And and just sometimes, Joy, I don't know about you, with our industry, it just is going, going, going. And sometimes I need to slow down and say, there's people and there's lives that I need to pay attention to and I'm not doing a good job at it.
2: Absolutely. And the hard part too is there are so many that you can't reach everyone. So it's like trusting God to... Do what you can and let let the rest, you know, kind of be like, OK, God, I can only do this because you you could get stressed out and you could get overwhelmed. And I don't believe that's what God wants as well. So I,
0: I love that. Like what you said, Nicole, there's so much joy that comes out of you, not just because of the name, but because, you know, you know, we're both Joy Millers. I don't know if you noticed this. I'm an Angela Joy Miller and she's a Joy Ware Miller.
1: I I'm Joy, but I'm not Joy.
0: <laughs> she's full of it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to I got to tell you a story because the way that you are living your life is a testimony to God. Because you're not saying I was fine because God was with me. You are saying he walked me through a really ugly time in my life and you can get to the other side with his help. That's the message. I met a lady yesterday at our church service and she was brand new. I knew she was coming because her daughter had visited and was saying, my mom loves the Lord. She's got to have a place where she can come and worship. So she was kind of the, you know, the posse that went out ahead to make sure that this was the right place to be. Anyway, her name was Dorothy. And I said, she started right off just praising God. Like she was just full of joy, praising God. And then she said, and I said, that testimony right there, and my my message was going out to everybody else in the room, that we should all have that kind of joy and testimony because that's what's going to win in the end. That's what we use as our weapon besides the word of God. And she goes, and she started crying and she goes, I got to share my testimony. And she talked about how she had fallen and God had sent her an angel and all this other stuff. And and she went on for a long time, and I could see people in the room getting irritated that she was taking up our half-hour time. And I was just, Tom and I were good with it. She was, she was full of praise and gratitude and worship. And I said to everybody else when I saw their looks, I go, how come we're not doing this? How come we're not living this same way? How come we are not full of joy and testimony like Dorothy is? Like that's that's the lesson right there. She's not getting in everybody's face and she's not irritating everybody because they're taking up her time. No, she's the one doing it the right way.
2: You know, what causes her to have that joy is because she's taking the time to give God praise. She's taking this moment to enter into a, a, a place that allows her to just give that worship and it's coming from her heart. Unlike sometimes in our church services, wherever they may be, you look out and you see people and they're like, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you enough time because you know, I got dinner, I've got this to do and that to do. And our lives, I guess if you had, if you had a secret, what is joy? What's your secret? What's Dorothy's secret? Being in God's presence. That is absolutely it. Yep. Yeah, God, And you have to not take time, make time. If you got to get up a little earlier or you're going to go to bed a little later or whatever it may be, that's where our lives are changed. That's the only way we can have the joy in the midst of sorrow, hope in the midst of difficulty, you know, a direction when there is no direction. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit within us. And it's. It's an experience, and you've got to take the time to get to know our our Lord, our Savior, who He is, His character, and allow His heart to be your heart.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So I'm going to move off this just a little bit because Joy, I know a lot of people know you from this story and and from who you are on the radio, but I want to know what kind of secret talent you have or what kind of things you do as a hobby that nobody probably knows about. <laughs> We're
1: doing a 180 the- here. U-turn.
0: <laughs> You turn only because Joy, we're getting close to the end and I got to know the things that people don't know. I got to know who the real mm-hmm. Joy, where Miller is when she's sitting in a room by herself. Do you got knitting needles in your hand? Come on. <laughs> tell me.
2: No, I love, I love to write. So I, I ha, I am an author of <gasps> you a, are. a book. It, yeah. It's called, uh, there's a party in the pit and you're invited. Oh, <laughs>
0: can we get that on Amazon? Yes. No kidding. I'm totally getting that. There, we should go ahead and get that.
2: There's a party in the pit and you're invited. And it it talks about uh Christopher my story, but it's kind of a a devotional book, you know, you can read through it. It's a quick read. I do have something else coming up and it will be I haven't I haven't said it yet. So I'm not going to say it, but it is a 21-day devotional that I've got coming up. Mm. And I'm going to get that out. But I love to write. I do love to write. And I think, I don't know. I love to write. And I I, I don't know if I do anything else other than planning for different <laughs> events and things like that. I, I am an event planner. I like to do that. Okay. Um, what but do you, I do. What, I do. I do like to write.
0: Who's your favorite musician, band, group?
2: Who's your favorite artist um. right now? Um, I love for King and country. They, they are, are great. I'm trying to think of who I love doesn't burn, burn the <laughs> ship, burn the ship, yeah. turn the tide. Yes. You know, and wave goodbye. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's, I love that. And then confidence is that. Oh, sanctus real. Sanctus real confidence. I love that. There is, you know?
0: that is a word that I talk about a lot is how much confidence we can have in God. Okay, it's time for some rapid-fire to know you questions. Are you
2: ready? All right, favorite hymn. I don't know. I think the first one that comes to mind is He Lives. He Lives. Mm. My Savior Lives Today. He walks with me. He talks with me. A long life's narrow way. He lives.
0: Mm. Listen, how she got that memorized. My, one of my favorites, <laughs> back to what you were saying earlier about being in his presence in the garden, is one of my favorite hymns. And Tom always tells the joke. That the little boy says, "Andy's—that's God's name—is Andy because Andy, Andy walks, Andy with. walks. <laughs> <laughs> and he walks with me and he talks with me." No, no, that's my favorite. Okay, so you don't have any kind of hobbies that nobody knows about. You don't sit around the house and do fun things
2: besides write. Well, I used to collect uh, yarn, and I was trying to create a a big ball for the Guinness World Book of Records. <laughs> I, That's I what she's like, been
1: digging for. You I have just that. arrived, gold, Joy. Gold. <laughs> no, okay, I do. How co- far
2: I did do collect get? the. Qu- I collect quarters. Okay. Um, and I used to collect bottle tops, but I don't do that anymore. Like so, beer bottle tops. Um, they were pop bottle. Oh. Pop. Oh yeah, back like when we the used to
1: have up, they had the soda, grape soda.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. I, my parents had an old machine when I was growing up in their business, and
2: it was the bottles that so you put your money yes. in, and you open the door, and yes. you pull the bottle
0: out, and then you got the Same little thing hooky with thing. My,
2: my grandfather, he had a, a shoe repair shop in Urbana, and man, we would just have that pop and pop those tops, and I would save them, and they rattle. <laughs> <laughs> whatever that's that's the kind of stuff i was looking for joy okay my yarn my yarn got to be um probably 3 inches out of like a bowling ball it was huge it was pretty big it, i thought you stopped
0: i did i mean the the record is a pretty darn big ball
2: it's probably like the size of a, a garage no that was a long time ago i don't <laughs> i haven't done that you should probably get back on that that's a that's a great goal i should you know one thing i will do eventually I started speaking Spanish in high school and college. And then I lived in San Antonio, Texas and forgot everything. So I probably should pick that up. I took sign language for a while. So I know a few things in sign language and I played the piano when I was, you know, coming up and I stopped doing that. So I've got a, I've got a few things that I need to get back into. Hmm. There you go. There you go. Now, you know, Yeah,
0: now, you know, <laughs> Any follow-up questions there, Nicole? I don't. I think you covered them all. <laughs> my coffee's, my coffee's going to be gone here in a minute. That means the podcast is almost over.
2: <laughs> well, you ladies have been a delight. Thank you so much for the invitation to come on and, and share life with you. Absolutely. What we did talk about
0: your four H's, it's not four H, it's H4, H4. Mm-hmm. How do we get more information about that? If there's somebody who really needs to have some help.
2: It's going to happen July 15th, but what I'll do is is send you the information, and then you can maybe share it again, because I don't have a, a link or anything right ready yet.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we'll do that. We'll put it in our podcast notes and make sure we share it on our... We have an Angie and Friends Instagram, which I let her come on every once in a while.
1: I'm privileged <laughs> enough. A little <laughs> bit.
2: And, and, and Angie, if you want, you can... My, my email it's joyware at gmail.com. Just my name at gmail.com.
0: You want everybody to email you if they're interested in getting more if information. Absolutely. Well, there you go. I did find your book. I'm going to be ordering oh. it. <laughs> she got on Amazon <laughs> while you were talking. <laughs> I did. I love it.
2: I love well, it. I would love to let me to. know. Let me know what you think. And um I I believe it really speaks and uh sometimes it's hard to give to someone who is really walking through because it's yellow and it's got this big old rainbow thing coming out. I know it's, it's so just, pretty. It's it's just to give hope. But sometimes when you're going through difficulty, it's like that's too bright. I don't want to yeah. read that book.
0: <laughs> I'm just not ready for that just yet, is what I hear mm-hmm, from people. Mm-hmm. And
2: it's fine. You yeah, someday but on, you will but on, the, but on the inside when you can get in there there is hope.
0: Awesome. All right, Joy, thanks so much for taking so much time to chit chat with us. Cause we have, she was like an hour. Are you can take it. I said, we talk, we just talk a lot of it gets edited, <laughs> but we do just talk and get to know you. And, and I, you know, and it's, it's just your testimony. You know, you got, you're living your testimony and I love how you're changing the world through what God's done in your life. You know, I think of the squeezing the lemons and you get lemon juice coming out and you've got this beautiful testimony that comes out of all that you've gone through. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story because Nicole here, her she, she is changed now and
2: encouraged. Yes?
0: Thank you. Yes. Yes.
2: Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, ladies.
0: So I guess that's it for today's podcast. Nicole and I will come back soon with another guest. Maybe you should invite one next time. <laughs> You're not going to say
1: anything? I have nothing left to say. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that's goodbye then. <laughs> you really did leave her speechless, Joy. I don't know what you did to my friend over here. I've never heard her so silent.
1: No. You know, <laughs> you know when you have such a great time with someone, you're just processing it. You're taking it all in. Ah, and I'm like, okay, processing. Lord, where do I go from here? So thank you for pouring.
0: You order the book. Yes. That's where you go from here. Joy, love you. So grateful that you thank got you. on here today with us. <laughs> Thank you. The
2: Rise of M Podcast Network.